Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than. This time we have a holiday episode for everyone. A big shock, as it is the holiday season. Right, it is uh, Festivus, it is Chrismica, it is all the things. All the things, Saturnalia, all the things. And this time, we're not really going to go with, you know, Santa so much as not Santa, anti-Santa, I guess, kind of. Anti-Santa. The carrot and the stick is a way to describe the method of getting another to do what you want. Manipulation through positive reinforcement is the carrot, and negative reinforcement is the stick. In good cop, bad cop, good cop is carrot, bad cop is the stick. Santa Claus is a Christmas carrot. Yes. He's jolly, and at worst, he's going to leave you some coal. It's pretty benign. What we're going to bring you today is the winter holiday stick. Yes. Lots of sticks involved. Lots of sticks. We're going to be talking about Krampus. Uh, a couple kind of geographical variations of Krampus, a terrifying dead Welsh horse, and of course, the lovely family of Grilla. Gotta love Grilla's family. Bunch of lovelies. <laughs> Grilla is a trollop who lives in the mountains of Iceland with her second husband, an ogre called Lepalui. There are 13 kids and her cat, Yola Katurin. Bjork actually recorded a song called Yolokaturin Christmas Cat in 1987, which is her singing the 1932 poem by Johannes Ur-Kotlum to just, you know, Bjork music. It's all in Icelandic. If you like Bjork, you'll probably enjoy the song. I listened to it. It's five minutes of her just kind of repeating the poem over and over again. But, you know, it's it's Bjork, so it's cool. I had no idea that she did a a song to that poem. Yep. Now, it came out in 1987, and so that was a couple years before her first album debut came out. Mm -hmm. I think that came out in 90 or 91, something like that. So this was before her fame in America, though she was famous in Iceland from her—she was in some band. I can't remember what they're called. The Sugar Cubes, maybe? Something. At any rate, it's a better Christmas song than most of the ones played in public places. That's for sure. I think so, I would take that over some Mariah Carey any day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I have always wanted to go to Iceland. I hear it's a beautiful place. It's beautiful. And, uh, I, you know, I'm such a fan of hot springs and they have some some of the best in the world out there. Bert and his uh, younger brother went to Iceland a few years ago for some music festival there. Bert was on one of the episodes. I don't remember which one. I think the Nephilim episode. An older one. Back to Grilla. Her first husband died of old age, previous to her meeting Lepalui, and he was called Bully. In the literature about them, they're all referred to as cannibals. But, I mean, I think they mean that to just mean they eat humans. Right. Though, for them, cannibalism would be if they ate other trolls. Right. But those damn 13th century human writers are just very human-centric, you know? <laughs> it's just all about humans. like I know, right? What the fuck? Grilla and the fam were first written about in the, in the 1200s, but didn't get associated with any, any winter holidays until the 1800s. Grilla herself is not an attractive creature. She's got goat horns and 
rock-like teeth, goat hooves, a very long nose covered in warts. Her fingers have deformed fingernails growing from them, and she has a number of black eyes on the back of her neck. She has 15 tails, which can carry about 100 bags, each filled with 20 children. That's 2,000 kids. That's a lot of kids to haul around. Yeah, it's, it's a shitload of kids. It is. She's a giant, too, right? Yeah, she's a giant. She's a troll, so they're they're giants, you know? Well, I, I mean, some trolls are small. Not these ones. They're not <laughs> like the troll dolls. <laughs> All right. At first, her child hunting was year-round, so any bad kids at any time of the year would have to worry about Gorilla to come and pick them up and take them away. Later, when she became associated with Christmas, that's when the children hunting was restricted to that time of year. Kind of mm-hmm. like this is rabbit season, it's duck season, that sort of thing. It's kid season. Right. So what she does is she hunts naughty kids, only naughty kids, and puts them in these bags and takes them home, and they're going to be boiled alive and then eaten. Ouch. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to be boiled alive. No. Her husband is a lazy, useless son of a bitch who just pretty much lays around in bed waiting for Grilla to feed him boiled children. Well, this is probably the root cause of a lot of Grilla's issues. Probably. Probably. Maybe the first husband was the real light of her life, and then this second husband is just kind of a ne'er-do-well. She was just trying to, like, get over her grief and kind of mm-hmm. got stuck with him or something. Could yeah, be. and then this guy comes along, and now all he does is lay around and expect her to do shit for him. Like, I mean, that, that resentment just grows. Yeah, totally. A little bit of therapy probably would have gone a long way. Right. Grilla stories were actually outlawed in 1746 because it scared children so badly they wouldn't leave their homes. This wow. could <laughs> all be just bullshit, like, Christian propaganda stuff. The 16th century is when Christianity made its way to Iceland in force. Mm-hmm. Christians are notorious for just getting rid of any of those pesky native beliefs. <laughs> We don't, right. we don't need those. Right. You've got the that, Bible well, now. That doesn't, yeah, I mean, it doesn't fall in line with the narrative of the Bible and Christianity, so you have to get rid of it. So I'm sure it was just like, oh, well, we got rid of it. I mean, the poor children, they were just too afraid to leave their house. It's like They were yeah, so right. afraid. It was probably uh-huh. just the Christian children that were afraid because the Icelandic children believed these things to be real and believed elves to be real. And I mean, the adults, too, it was just that's. It was a magical place. So Grilla's pretty bad. Husband's a lazy piece of shit. Their kids are shitty, too. All 13 of them. The Yule Lads, or Yolasvenar, are 13 famous siblings and a bunch of obscure ones. Some counts get up to 80. It's like the Jacksons. (laughs) And they have some, um, they all have, like, their own weird habits, too. Oh, yeah, they have... They've got some weird shit that they do. Mm-hmm. Pre-Christmasization, the Yule lads were terrible assholes. Beginning on December 11th, each of the lads would show up at a house and essentially terrorize it or haunt it in a certain way. They would show up one by one until Christmas Eve and then leave one by one until they were all gone by Epiphany on January 6th. It's sometimes on January 6th. Epiphany is this Christian holiday that differs depending upon what flavor of Christian you are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the day the three wise men showed up and gave baby Jesus age-inappropriate gifts. 
Sometimes it's the day that Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. It also differs because some Christians follow the Julian calendar and others the Gregorian calendar. It really just comes down to religion being fucking weird. Right. And I mean, the the biggest issue, I think, is is that December 25th is not actually Jesus's birthday. So, I mean, that kind of just... No. No, that's... Yeah. It's <laughs> it just more than like likely... just kind of throws everything off. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> but it's, there all, were... it's all centered around his pretend birthday. Because there were baby animals, right? And yes. like shepherds and shit and baby animals and shepherding aren't a thing that happened really during the winter, even the winter in the Mideast, you know, in, in what at the time was Israel, you know, is going to be shitty. It's not going to be wonderful. It's going to be cold. When the desert gets cold, the desert gets cold. Yeah. Unforgiving environment, the desert. Anyway, let's meet the kids. Yes, let's. We're just going to stick to the main 13 and not go into the crazy, obscure lads and lasses. Uh, traditionally, the Yule lads are dressed in threadbare, out of fashion or, or old-fashioned clothes, kind of dirty. They look kind of lean, kind of rude, kind of like a meth head <laughs> a little, you know, sort of <laughs> cracked out, old-fashioned dudes. I'm going to have some problems pronouncing their names, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Stekyarstar, the sheep coat clog, harasser of sheep. In a bad way. Yeah. See, each of these guys has a poem associated with them. Upon first reading this poem, you think that they're raping the sheep. Because they talk about how they're wood and how and, and all this stuff and how they're going for the ewes. They are not raping the sheep. They are stealing the milk from the sheep. So they and they they go straight for the tea. Yeah. So they're suckling the sheep. <laughs> yes. So uh, now the they they got peg legs, which makes them difficult to really bend over and get in to get their face to teat level. But they do. I mean, if they can, they will they will suck all the milk out of a sheep. We got another one here. Gyagower, gully gawk, stealer of milk. Another milk lover. This little bastard goes more for the bovine variety of milk. He'll hide out in ditches or something like that and steal milk from the cows while they are being milked. So the milk maid, I guess, generally in the, in the olden times would be sitting there doing her thing and they'll just somehow hijack the milk from her, the, the froth, everything. Stufer, stubby, eater of crusts and pans. This lad steals pies and eats them. He's also the shortest of the lads. Forus Lekir, or Spoon Licker? Licker of spoons. This one licks spoons when no one is around. Has also been known to steal them. <laughs> I like that one. It's like, he licks spoons. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and, and we'll, he'll <laughs> take them too. Thing. I mean, he'll take you don't have any spoons. Uh, I mean, if he's going to lick any of my spoons, I, I would rather he just take them. That's pretty Sounds like a euphemism to me. <laughs> no. <Pot of> sc- <laughs> I, no, I just don't want my fucking spoons licked and then somebody, like, and then Putting them back. Them. Yeah, yeah like, it's gross. gross. <laughs> Potescophil, pot scraper, stealer of leftovers and pots. Imagine. Everyone is scarfing down the first helping of food to hurry and get to seconds when a knock sounds at the door. Everyone stops eating as the door gets answered to reveal 
No one at the door. This lad takes advantage of the distraction and steals the leftovers straight out of the pot. He licks them clean, doesn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he, he yeah, he, that's how he I steals mean, them. Is... I really, does he leave the, the pots there, like, after he, he licks it clean? Because I don't know that I would mind this one so much. It's like pre-rinsing for, like, the dishwasher. Yeah, no, they leave the pots, but he just steals the leftovers inside by licking the pots clean. Yeah, that one I wouldn't mind so much. I, I, I wish somebody would come around and do that. Yeah, as long as you knew that it was licked and that you needed to clean it more. Right, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that that would be helpful because my dishwasher really sucks. We have Asgas Lekir, which is bowl licker. Stealer of leftovers and bowls. There's lots of licking that goes on with the lads. It's uncomfortable. Yes. This one hides under the bed and waits until a bowl is put down. Then he licks it clean. These just creepy dudes looking like crackheads just licking all your stuff. It's just gross. It's just gross. All the stuff that you put into your face, you know? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, though, that uh, this guy sounds like my cat. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, yes. You set anything bad. down, he comes out and licks it clean. He licks bad everything. Boy. He licks everything, and also he assholes everything. Of course. Yeah, he just runs around assholing shit left and right. It's just like, oh, God. Every surface has been, like, assholed. Rude him. little man. <laughs> He's cute, though, so. You'll put up with him. it. I'll, I'll yeah, put it's, up it's with a it, kitten, but. Not, not a person. If it was a person doing that, it would be a different story. <laughs> be a Yule lad sort of thing. It would be. Is there an asshole one? There is well, they're like all kind of assholes. Asshole and everything. <laughs> but there's not one that goes and puts assholes. No. Oh, okay. Well, continue. Hordas Skeller, door slammer, slammer of doors at night. This asshole would slam doors or make them creak on their hinges right when you're about to fall asleep, or when you're already asleep. Just any time when there's people sleeping. It's bullshit. You're asleep. You hear a slam. You wake up. Nothing there. That is a big jolt too, because I mean that's alarming. As you're falling asleep, you hear the door hinges creaking as a door opens or shuts slowly. Not the best. Yeah, he's an asshole for sure. Definitely. Skiergammer, the skier gobbler, stealer of skier. It's an Icelandic yogurt. It's a mild yogurt made of, it's kind of like Greek yogurt in consistency, mm. but it's not as tart. It's, it's mild. It's, it can be eaten with uh, berries and stuff. This that lad will delicious. eat. Oh, it looks delicious. I want. I kind of mm. want to make some. Yeah. This lad will eat any scare he finds to excess, groaning and making such other noises when he's done. Just noises when you gorge yourself. Ugh. Burps, probably farts, probably gross. Well, it's Rude. yogurt. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. Biagna Kraker, the sausage swiper, stealer of smoked sausages. This son of a bitch hangs out in your rafters and just hijacks your sausages. Specifically your sausages. Wow, that would anger me because I like sausage. Yeah. Guga Geiger, window peeper. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds really bad. He looks into windows and whatever he sees, he steals. Maybe not then, but it will go missing. He's not a, like standing outside jacking off or anything. He's not Ichi the killer. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's a little bit better, but I don't know. 
peepers just in general. It's just like whether they're looking for stuff to steal or whatever. It's just like, ugh. George McFly was a peeper. <laughs> That's right, God. <laughs> That's so problematic now. Seriously. <laughs> Gautepfer, doorway sniffer, what? stealer of laufa bread, which is a snowflake bread. It's also called lace bread. Traditional Icelandic bread. This lad has a giant nose, and from miles away, he can smell when this bread is being cooked. Uh, also, any other sort of random Christmassy treat thing, he can smell. Once he catches a, a scent, he moves as swiftly as the wind until he finds it and eats it. Kit Croker. Meat hook. Stealer of meat by method of hook. He wields a large hook, which he uses to hook any meat he can. Just a large metal hook. A hook for a hand? No, no. He or he just has hand. one. He just, he just he has one. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not like, and on the door there was a hook, but uh, just a hook. And he, any meat he sees, he just slices it, spears it with the hook, and or hooks it with the hook, I guess, and yanks it on up. Kurtasnikir, candle stealer, the stealer and sometimes eater of candles. He eats candles? Tallow candles. This creepy fucker follows around children with tallow candles and he steals it and probably licks them because, let's face it, they're into licking. Regardless of what he did with the candles, it would leave the children in the dark. Now, what all of these guys do seems mostly benign when looked at through the lens of today with electricity and grocery stores. But if you think about it back in the day when you did not have electricity or grocery stores and you're living in Iceland in the middle of the winter and you've just got basically enough stuff to get you through to the next season when you can start growing and your animals can start producing again. These fuckers are dangerous. They're right, taking I mean, your food. They're drinking your drink, stealing your candles, stealing whatever else they can get their fucking hands on. It's uh, I can see why it would be a scarier thing back in the day. I mean, still you won't, you don't like it. It's, it's uncomfortable to think of these little fuckers coming in and stealing and licking and fucking with your kids, you know, hiding under beds and whatnot, but, uh, significantly more dangerous. Right. Back in so the day. He eats all your sausage that you have. I mean, that's just, you can't drinks all the milk from your sheep mm -hmm. and your cows and you yeah. can't, yeah. Candles are there for light and warmth, and it's just, uh, it's, it's some serious shit. Nowadays, the Yule lads look less like crackheads and more just like Santas. So they're dressed in red with the beards and all that kind of stuff, the hat. The role they play is to put presents, candy or toys usually, in the shoes of nice children, and raw potatoes in the shoes of naughty ones. According to the headmaster of Iceland's elf school, the Yule lads are as real as you and I, and they are dangerous and ill-tempered, just like the old stories say. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Iceland has an elf school? We talked about this in the elf episode. Oh, God, I think I remember this, and then I think that was my same response, like... Iceland's got an elf school. Wait, was it elves? You know, it was the fairy episode. I think it was the fairies. Yeah, yeah. fairies, not elves specifically. Mm -hmm. it was, yeah. The elf school is in Reykjavik. 
and it is the headmaster is a man named Magus Scarfadissonson. He's an anthropologist and and like I said, the headmaster. It teaches about the hidden people and the thirteen different kinds of elves that they have there. In addition to the Yule boys, the school offers a full curriculum, but also a certification that can be earned in a half a day. And it publishes a lot of texts, mainly for use in the school itself. However, there is ongoing research. They do ongoing research on elves and hidden people. They collect stories of trolls and gnomes and just all kinds of the folklore in the area. Um, It has opened in 1991, so it's been open for some time. Mm-hmm. Over 9,000 people have attended. Wow. And the headmaster will organize these five-hour educational hikes that end with pancakes and coffee, which is great. There's usually about five to ten people a hike, and he never advertises it and still gets all of this stuff. You can get your aura read here, do past life explorations, and they have information about all manner of things. Dwarves, trolls, mountain spirits, nature spirits, all kinds of mythical creatures in Iceland as well as the rest of the world. So, there you go. Pretty cool thing. Yeah, elf school. Definitely. Elf school. Yeah. Well, how about we talk about the family cat? You know, the one that Bjork sang the song about? Yola Katurin. This is a giant, giant black cat that stalks the streets on Christmas Eve, killing anyone with holes in their sweaters and anyone who didn't get new clothes for Christmas. That's it. That's all it does. I feel like this cat is just um, something that was created to keep up consumerism. Uh, Not so much, because (laughs) the cat came out well before consumerism was really a thing. Now, this cat will kill anyone. It'll kill you know, the old, the young, it doesn't give a shit about gender or anything. It just cares about clothes being new or in good repair. And it comes from back in the past when most of the clothes in Iceland were made with sheep. They would harvest, they would, you know, shave the sheep, process the wool. And in order to get the peasants to process the wool and not slack off and drink or eat puffins or whatever, they would scare them with this cat. If you don't have the wool processed and new clothes made by the time this winter holiday comes around, you're going to get fucking chomped. Okay, so I mean, sort of a little bit. It was, you know, just maybe not like people have to go out and buy their new stuff, but those peasants better be working to make all the wool. I mean. Goddamn right. (laughs) That's about all the cat does. I mean, the cat's really. Right, yeah. I mean, it's a cat and it's sort of stuck in a box. You know how it is? Mm -hmm. Cats like boxes. That's right. Here's the poem in English. I'm not going to make anyone suffer through my Icelandic pronunciation is anymore. Uh, written about the cat. You all know the Yule cat. And that cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He, he obviously, he lived with Grilla. Anyway. He opened his glaring eyes wide and two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers, sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail. He jumped, and he clawed, and he hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil, in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. 
if one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. All right. So there's Grilla and the gang. Quite a gang. Quite a gang indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, shall we talk about another tradition? This one um, has a, a Welsh background. Yes. Let's talk about the, the scary Lloyd. Welsh horse. Yes, <laughs> Lloyd. The scary Mary Lloyd. So the Mary Lloyd is a basically a horse skull decorated with ribbons, ornaments, little bits and bobs, and a a, a person who would you, like, they carry the horse skull and then they put a sheet over them. So I mean, it's it's almost like yeah, just like a scary horse skeleton ghost. Yeah, I guess, is how yeah. you would. And it describe is pretty it. creepy. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> it looks really creepy. I looked at some pictures and it's just like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the tradition of Mary Lloyd involves going around in the Christmas slash New Year's season, um, although sometimes it has been known to be done midsummer or Halloween. Uh, you go to a house and you sing out a challenge to the people inside. It's, I guess, uh, like, you you call out a rhyme and then the person inside has to reply with a rhyme even wittier than the one that was cast out. And so it's like that movie Eight Mile, basically. They're they're, <laughs> they're so. battle rapping. Yeah. It's like a rap battle. It's yeah. a rap battle. And once the rap battle has uh finished, uh Mary Lloyd is allowed inside and they uh there's food and drink and time to you know move on to the next house wait it's a is little that weird if, is that if mary lloyd wins then he gets to come in and drink all the booze it just says the players are are given so i i think it's it's the mary i don't know that if there's a winner or loser if anything happens just once once it's ended huh okay yeah, after it's it's done, like, I don't know if, like, you know, I don't know how you determine a winner or not, but. Probably the same way as in a rap battle. <laughs> According to, like, the claps and cheers of the audience. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, uh, I mean, I feel like this is something I would be terrible at because I, um, yeah, I'm not good at all at any kind of improv like that where it's like okay now come up with a wittier rhyme than what has been said to you i just be like what can you just get off my fucking porch please yeah see the way that it works is that whoever can't come up with a rhyme first loses so if the people in the house lose then mary lloyd can come in and drink their food and eat their food and drink their booze if the people in the house win then mary lloyd can fuck off to someone else's house all right, but then even so if a, it, even if she, even if Mary Lloyd gets to come in and um, drink and, and eat, eventually, gonna move on to another house. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, Afterwards. it's it's not done with just one, mm -hmm. just just a little bit of a bite and a little bit of a sip. It's got to go more sips, more right. bites, more bites, more sips. So I guess if you don't want to have to to deal with um, letting Mary Lloyd into your house and and having all your food and booze consumed, you have to be pretty witty. So again, I would be losing. I've been losing a lot of food and booze. And that's just got to listen to a lot of um, a tribe called Quest and Outcast. <laughs> and um, read things that are witty. Winston, oh, Winston Churchill, have... I bet you uh, he was witty. Maybe <laughs> read Winston Churchill a lot and Shakespeare. I would have to have like a whole like script like taped to my door or something in anticipation of this. Like, shit, here they come. I'm like, oh my god, okay, okay. Get ready, get ready. You can do this. And then I would read, and it would sound like I'd never read out loud before. And, uh... <laughs> Could you uh, put a little bit more enthusiasm into it, please? That's right, that's right. <laughs> it's like, that sounded a little monotone. You lose. Like, ah, shit, come in, drink my booze, eat my food. Fine. You better, I just have to... You know, just not keep a whole lot on hand as far as uh, food and booze goes. Be like, so Sorry. basically par for the course. <laughs> yeah, you guys, I got toast and a couple old wine coolers. Would you like a Taos or a Zima? <laughs> <laughs> this is from the original run of Zimas. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think that even lasted. How long did Zimas last? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure if it didn't <laughs> open, the captain rust would be fine for... Quite a while. Yep, and that's about all I have on the tradition of Mary Lloyd. Yeah, there's not. He's not a a big. He's not a big character. It just it's a Welsh tradition, although it does happen all throughout the UK, and it's it's basically that just battle rap for booze. Battle rap for booze with um like a scary costume. I mean the the yeah, costume itself yeah. is freaky, but they don't you know there's nothing like terrible done. Other than you might just be embarrassed at your lack of wit and your food and booze might get drinking. Yes. And eats. Yes. Consumed. I meant to say consumed. <laughs> <laughs> your consumables will be consumed. That's right. The next one we have is a little bit more well-known of a holiday denizen. I'm sure we're all aware there has been a, from what I hear, a terrible movie made about him. Krampus. Krampus. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Krampus, Joanna? I will tell you about Krampus. Now, his name is derived from the German word Krampen, meaning claw. Claw. And claw. And he is not a, a very nice character. He's got horns, kind of like a half goat half demon sort of um, like a satyr or a fawn yes uh, pan the greek god uh, mm -hmm. mr tumnus in uh the lion the witch in the wardrobe yeah maybe mr tumnus on meth or and, yeah i mean yeah like yeah i mean kind of like mr tumnus but you know instead of being all like you know cute and stuff has little, a like, gene simmons feet. tongue yeah yeah mm -hmm. big long fucked up tongue yeah. Dark hair, fangs. Yeah. Looks a little like Baphomet. 
without the tits? Krampus has a few different, um, I mean, it's, it's unknown where the, uh, story of Krampus started. I mean, it, Germany likely when it's a little convoluted, some say it's, uh, you know, it was part of the pre-Christian winter solstice celebrations. I'm sure it was. I mean, most of this shit was. Oh, yeah. Christianity really did a good job of going through and, oh, we've got all of these celebrations of all of these different things. Okay, we're going to put this here and this here and this here. So still give the pagans some party time, but we just uh, point it towards Christianity a little bit. Right. And one of the ways it was pointed towards Christianity is when he uh, becomes paired up with uh, St. Nicholas, who is the, you know, Catholic saint of children. and so Krampus Day and St. Nicholas Day come like December 5th and December 6th. And it's odd, like St. Nicholas, you know, is all like, oh, it's like, you know, Santa Claus, basically. Yeah, that's where we get and Santa Claus, like, more or less. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, you know, comes and, and gives the, you know, the, the children all the, the candies and the gifts. But um, Krampus, however, is kind of, you know, anti-Santa and they partner up together and St. Nick takes care of all the good little children and Krampus takes care of all the bad little children. So it's, it's the carrot and, and stick. Yep. Yep. Krampus is definitely a Christmas stick. hundred percent. He, that's actually kind of his thing is to whip um, <laughs> wicked children. <laughs> yeah. He'll actually beat a kid with a stick. So it's like really yes. in his wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't end there. he, he uh, snatches them up, stuffs them in a st- in a sack, and then takes them away to his lair where uh, they are tortured and sometimes eaten. He probably so... has Grillo over for dinner sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They probably have, like, a potluck. Oh, yeah. Potlick. <laughs> <laughs> a potluck. Only if the Yule lads come along with him. <sighs> so much fun, you know, just uh, out there like, oh, how did you prepare your children? No, I boiled them. Like, oh, mine were roasted. Really? You always boil the goddamn things. I know. Like, don't you know any other recipes for cooking kids? Come on. Change it up a little bit. One tradition for St. Nicholas Day is for children to look outside their door, and they have left a shoe or or a boot out there. So I think this probably is um, tied to now, like, hanging your stockings. Oh, yeah. But back in the day, it was you'd put your shoe or your boot on the outside of the door, and then you would see if there was a present in there or a uh, rod, like a, a whipping stick, basically. Always so, hoping for that present. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it's like, what do you do if you get the rod? Like, the, do, do you have to get beat? Does somebody beat you with it, or do you just know that you've been bad? I mean, it didn't it didn't go a whole lot into that. But. Yeah, well, I think it's sort of because uh, sometimes on, uh, you know, Krampus knocked, he would leave a bundle of sticks for bad kids. Yes. I think it's just sort of like a coal. It's just something that's not, it's just not that cool. You're like, oh, this is, this is lovely. A raw potato. You're like, Pfft. yeah, I guess. With but all I three, mean, I guess I would, I'd rather just get like a bundle of sticks than actually get uh, kidnapped and tortured and eaten. That Oh, definitely. <laughs> but I guess if if you were bad and like Santa came and left you coal and Krampus came and left you sticks. And the Yule lads came and left you a potato. You could combine them all to have a baked potato. 
there you go. You could uh, so, light your coal on fire, stick that potato on a stick, and roast it. And yeah, or use yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's three wrongs can bake a potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's worse things to get than a potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like kidnapped and eaten and kidnapped tortured and eaten and tortured. Yeah. That, yeah, those would be some of them. Well, Krampus has definitely gained in popularity. Now, of course, the Catholic Church at one point banned it. Even, oh, of even, course. I guess they didn't really, I mean, even though he teamed up with St. Nick every year and was kind of like, okay, well, you know, St. Nicholas is going to reward the good little children and Krampus is going to kidnap and torture the bad ones. They decided to you know, get rid of the, the Krampus part of that. He had no place in a civil society, apparently. Well, of course not. See, if you have Krampus scaring kids to be good, you've got too many good people. And good people won't need to pay the church to get out of purgatory because they'll just go to heaven. So if you have right. a bunch of bad people or more mediocre people, then you got a lot. You can get more money for, for longer when they give you money to get them out of purgatory and into heaven. That's right. It's a whole thing. There is a whole thing behind that. Uh, it was actually not something that was encouraged to be celebrated in the World War II years because apparently it was uh, Krampus was the creation of social democrats. So, national socialists, I think you mean. It, it yeah the article I'm quoting from said social democrats, but really oh that's yeah. interesting because <laughs> social <Demo> geographic. <laughs> Because social dem democracy, uh, social democrats are like what Bernie Sanders is. Right. Hitler was a national socialist, so I don't understand that. Well, I'm not sure who hated who and like what, <laughs> but uh, according to National Geographic, huh? All right then. It, people found Krampus undesirable because it was a creation of the social democrats. So there it is. <laughs> I'll be damned. All right yeah. then. Nowadays, uh, Krampus is celebrated in a more jovial fashion. There have also, there have been, um, you know, big gatherings where people dress up as, as Krampus and, uh, it's called, uh, Krampuslauf, which is kind of like Krampus run. And so you get dressed up like Krampus and you, you know, just gather in mass and there's some drinking involved and you, you know, chase people through the streets with sticks and, you know, not in a, not in a terrible way, but, you know, more, more than like, Hey, I'm having fun. Like better run. I've got my stick. Yeah, yeah. Beat the shit out of you. You don't get out of here. <laughs> Apparently this is done in uh, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic. That does thing. not surprise me. Krampus run. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that that's some of the ways that uh, Krampus is celebrated in this day and age. There's a 2015 movie called Krampus. It's about a boy who summoned Krampus on accident. I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't heard good either. things. I'm sure it's either. just bad, but maybe it's not. Who knows? I feel like it's just like a gore one, you know, where it's just like really icky gore, as bad as you can make it, and... I imagine it's just like a leprechaun ripoff, and <laughs> instead of the leprechaun, there's Krampus. Yeah. 
something like that. Something where they're like the storyline just isn't. Yeah, it actually got 6.2 out of 10 stars on IMDb. So that's wow, way more than I thought. So maybe it's okay. I would have thought it'd be like a 3.5. It has the mother from Little Miss Sunshine in it. I don't know if you ever saw that. I didn't, but, you know, casting's not everything because Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun, let's not forget. That's true. <laughs> that's 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 very true. And David Kochner's in it, too. In Anchorman, he's the bald guy. Mm, okay. He's been in many things. Or he's the, he wears the, the, the uh, 10-gallon hat. Mm. I don't know if you've seen well, Anchorman. Yes, I have seen Anchorman. Um... You know, maybe we'll have to check out some Krampus for Christmas. Maybe, maybe it's <laughs> maybe I'm not I'll sure stream it's streaming it after anyplace. All. I'm sure it's streaming on everything. Probably, it's probably one of those ones where, it's, since it's a holiday one, it's like, oh, you have to buy it or rent it. It's not going to be streaming for stuff that you already pay for. That's right. You pretty much have to rent it. There's a few places you can stream it, but nothing that I have. What's annoying to me is like, well, don't I already kind of rent it because I'm already paying for Amazon Prime, I'm already paying for Netflix, I'm already paying for Hulu, but somehow, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you got to rent it. Well, I'm probably not going to. Yeah, I probably won't either because, uh, you know, three ninety nine is three ninety nine. I've had to spend That's enough three ninety nines on fucking stocking stuffers for my kids. Well, do we do we want to keep on the topic of whipping because there's there's a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a uh, kind of some geographical variations on Krampus if I understand correctly. Right. So, um one would be Perfoutard, la Perfoutard, and that is French for father whipper or whipping father. Yay. <laughs> is often depicted or described as a disheveled looking brute in black robes and it's uh, Le Père Fouettard Le Père Fouettard yes he carries a whip that is just uh, always ready to, to give some naughty kids uh, some beatings with this guy is dressed in black robes and he's got a Big, big beard, right? Yeah, big beard. The most popular story about the origin of Per Fouettard was told in the year 1252. An innkeeper who kidnapped three children, slit their throats, and ate them. Ooh. And, yeah, and then when uh, our pal St. Nicholas showed up, he offered him some of the meat and St. Nicholas resurrected the children and made La Père serve him as the bad cop to his good cop. So More he brought stick. the children back to life. <laughs> yeah. He brought the children back to life. And then uh, the innkeeper, I guess, who had murdered them in the first place, he was like, hey, let's work together. Let's partner up. I'm going to undo your bad thing, but also we're going to, you know, you're going to be the stick. I'm going to be the carrot. And this originated in North and Eastern France, which is also close to Germany and Austria, that sort of, 
I guess, alpine region a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wonder, my God, how bad were the kids back in the day that you had to like, know, right? up with this stuff? Because this is all basically like, all right, children. Like, I mean, you really had to get uh, pretty dark to get your children to behave. Like, what kind of little shit kids do you have running around that it takes, like, Krampus and Le Père Fautard to get them to freaking stop being little shits and, and fall into place here? I guess you have to present them with something that is scarier than the horrors of everyday life during this time in history. And everyday life was not great for most human beings on the planet. It was hard and you were oppressed. And if you survived past childhood, you were lucky. Right. I guess that's a good perspective on it. <laughs> yeah, they were just it was just a fucking shitty time. Children were being put to work. It's just all you want to do is run and play and instead you are being forced to like shovel manure or something. I don't know. <laughs> and so yeah it's like what are you gonna do tell make them sit in the corner they'd be oh thank god i can sit down you're gonna make them shovel shit well that's what they're already doing no that's you're gonna true. tell them that if they don't do this they're gonna get kidnapped tortured and eaten and god damn it that'll make them fall in line <laughs> <laughs> i suppose it will uh one last krampus like character would be the belch nickel and uh it was actually brought to the americas by the pennsylvania dutch so he's kind of like you know there's like krampus and then partner is saint nicholas well belch nickel is kind of like both of them combined into one it literally means St. Nicholas in furs, but he tends to be, I don't know, a little bit uh, of a rough character. Yeah, yeah. A little but bit. Not, yeah, but but not wholly evil. Like, if, if you're good, um, you, you'll get candy, but you better not, he'll toss the candy out at you, but you better not go for it, like, too fast. Um, otherwise, he'll uh, whip you with a switch. It's got a hickory so, switch he beats you with it if you're too if you go in too fast. That's right. So <laughs> I guess maybe it's something about like teaching children to not be greedy and to like wait their turn for things. I'm not something I'm not like 100% that. sure what what his mission is out there. I mean, it's like dude, it's candy. Like, come on. So you can have this, but don't be a glutton about it. Right. Otherwise you're going to get whipped. So, if you die for that candy, you're freaking I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> He was supposed, he showed up uh, before Christmas, a few nights before Christmas, and was supposed yes. to, he served as a reminder to behave before Christmas. Right. So I guess maybe it was kind of like, you know, and remember this Christmas day, don't just go like a little shit and unwrap all your presents. And, uh, and wait you know, your you turn, gotta, wait for your brothers your and sisters. Turn. Exactly. Exactly. He is like the, um, yes, the, 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 you better wait your turn or else. That's right. <laughs> or else you get beaten with a stick. They'll all beat you with a stick. Right. Like it doesn't matter who this who who shows up at your door out of these three fellas. They're, you're going to get beaten with a stick one way or the other. I mean, if you're not, if you're bad, if you're naughty. Yes, and that could be any kind of naughty or just impatient. So, which that's is a, a little, little naughty, but that's, that's a little naughty. 
I feel like naughty is more of a, a spectrum. <laughs> it is. It is. All I know is uh, one of the things I do miss about my kids, uh, knowing that there's no Santa Claus, is that whole, like, you know, Santa's watching card that you can pull anytime. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know you now could, that... You- I'm Santa and that, but somehow that just doesn't carry a whole lot of weight to like frighten my kids into behaving. (laughs) You're not a very good Christmas carrot, nor are you a very good Christmas stick. I'm definitely not a good Christmas stick. (laughs) They know that they can get it out of you. You know, they can sweet talk mom, but Santa, they don't even know where to find Santa. I mean, the Uh, North Pole, but how the hell are they going to get there? Right, right. Yeah, and that, you know, mom mom's going to forget about their bad deeds, but who knows with Santa? Who knows? Although now, you've I have seen to The say, Office, haven't you? I have seen The Office. I haven't seen the one with Belschnickel, though. I was going to say, wasn't Belschnickel on The Office? I haven't seen The Office either. I haven't seen very many episodes of The Office, but... Yeah, I've I seen read. some... Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot, but not a lot, because there's so many. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine it would be something where Steve Carell, like, throws a bunch of candy and then, um, you know, starts doing something super inappropriate, like hitting the employees with um, sticks and, like, I'm Belschnickel. But or I could it also was, see it was it that as... other guy. Maybe it was Dwight who was Belschnickel. I bet it was Dwight. Yeah. I could see that. I could see Dwight as doing some Belschnickel thing without any real authorization to do so. And then... Right. Somehow himself getting beaten with a stick. Right. And then like Steve Carell's is like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> but it's still inappropriate because that's what he does. Right. I would like to see that episode now, the Belschnickel episode. I'm sure. No, I'm sure Google you can find it. it. Isn't, it'll, isn't tell that shit? it'll tell me what season and what episode. I'm sure you can find it. I bet you I can find it. <laughs> I am I am overall, though, even though I don't carry as much weight for making kids behave at times. I am glad that my kids don't, um, that they know that there's no Santa now because, oh my God, that is a fucking pain in the ass. First of all, first of all, it's annoying because you know what? Santa is like taking all your fucking cred. All right. They get right. these great they get these great gifts in the dream. It's like, oh, Santa, Santa brought me this. It's like, no, actually, I fucking bought you that, okay? I worked for the money <laughs> to buy you that gift. I had to think and that was find me. a stupid thing that you would like. Right. And now there's a big push that I've seen going for people to not actually say some things are from Santa, things like iPads and stuff to Oh yeah. But you know, people don't do that. Yeah. So there, it's just impossible because, yeah, like the k- kids comparing like what they got from Santa with something else that maybe somebody can't afford. And that is ultimately what led to me being so relieved to finally be able to, to say that that Santa wasn't real. And that came out in a whole moment <laughs> where I was like, OK, Tooth Fairy, not fucking real. Santa Claus, also not real. Oh, no Easter Bunny. My daughter, Olivia, like she just looked at me. She's like. So it was all a lie, is what she had to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been you know, lying to me for years. That's what, how some kids look at it, is that they've just... You know, so you've been lying for years, and... Right. Uh, one of my friends was telling me that he found out at a friend's house, and uh-huh. it, he got into an argument with his friend about it when he was very young, you know, and he ended up 
it, it being such a big fight that he had to be sent home. And then he was telling his parents what the fight was about. And they were like, so about oh, that. Um, okay. As it turns out, it's like, <laughs> so you've been lying to me. And I don't actually remember when I found out. I don't either, but I will tell you the the Christmas before I like had my like emotional, you know, momentary breakdown and and admitted all to my children. Um, Scarlett had wanted this scooter, like this crazy expensive scooter that was like four hundred dollars or something. And of course, her dad's um like girlfriend's kid had gotten one the year before. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's along those lines. And, I mean, I can't spend, like, 400 bucks on, like, one kid. I'm, Yeah, no shit. And I'm trying to come up with all these reasons. And and I'm just like, well, I just don't know if Santa can bring that for you. And she's like, but I've been really good. And I'm like, you know, it's really expensive. She's like, but I'm going to ask Santa for it. Like, it's no problem. Santa can get it for yeah, me. Yeah, like, he doesn't And he I'm like, well, it. I don't think that Santa can fit that <laughs> down the chimney. And then she's like, well, Mackenzie, like, you know, it was there for Mackenzie and they had an apartment and there wasn't even a chimney and Santa still got it there for her. And she just was like so set on this thing. And, and I finally had to tell her that um, the recommended age, I mean, because she was like five or something. Yeah. I told my kids pretty young <laughs> that there was no Santa. But, but, but yeah, shit like this goes on. I mean, I think the recommended age was like, seven years old and i was like you know what santa can't give you something that you're too young for even if you're able to understand (laughs) i did i said that exact thing i was like santa could get sued if you got hurt on it (laughs) like there's just some real shitty parents out there that have like sued santa for giving them a, a toy that was like above the recommended age that their kid was at and so like that's why can't santa can't bring it and she cried and Oh my god! And we had to come up with something else, which was, um, God, it was those those, those fucking skate shoe things, um, wheelies, the wheelies, yes, heelies. That's what yeah. it is. Yes. Uh, so she did get heelies from Santa, and then of course, like about six months later, I, you know, <laughs> I had a moment and told them everything was like, you know, it's all lies. Everything is a lie. Um. But I I was able to go back to her and just be like, oh, man, it was terrible trying to keep up the Santa lie because I couldn't just simply be like, I can't, you know, no, I buy the gifts. There is no Santa that comes from me and I I can't afford it because that would have been so much easier to do because they can kind of understand that. Like, that's just too much money. I can't spend that amount of money on on just one present for just you like i have to be in a budget here but no i had to come up with this elaborate thing and she was still kind of crushed and i was like yeah thanks See, a lot parents that give your kids super expensive stuff from santa it's like dude just ugh. here you go this is how you do it is you when they're very young you do the santa thing and then as they're getting older you keep giving them sort of like the young kid things from santa while you mm-hmm. start giving them the cool and new things. So they're just mm-hmm. like, whatever, Santa just gives me baby toys while mom gives me whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. And that way but you can wean just... them off of Santa and onto <laughs> onto mom and dad until they're not getting shit from Santa and they don't care because mom and dad or mom or dad or whoever gets them the cool shit. Right. 
Although it's just so hard when it's like kids just talk and make and compare yeah, notes, that's true. and it's just yeah. I it's mean, it, it's cats. something right. It, it, definitely easier with cats. I gave Persephone ten mice for Christmas, and ten ten of the little <laughs> the little uh, fake mice things, and I gave it to right. her weeks before Christmas, and she has no idea. But now yeah. there's mice all over the house. It's the kind of thing where unless everyone is on board with it, like all the parents are doing it that way, it's never going to work. Because that's true. Then you then you have the parents. I mean, that's the whole reason that Santa works for holding shit over their head with Santa. Yeah, it's like, true. Because you know, if Santa doesn't really get you that awesome. You know, like the gifts from Santa aren't all that great. Like, who fucking cares if he's watching you? <laughs> I guess that's why they have Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus watches. I guess that's why we have to bring back Krampus, okay? There you because... go. <laughs> or Belschnickel, which, or by the Belschnickel. way, the Belschnickel episode is season nine, episode nine, which came out December 6th of 2012. Uh, I am so gonna, I'm gonna stream that one for sure. I'm gonna stream that one. But yeah, it's like, I think we need something something to, to drive that, that fear into them when during moments of misbehavior like it's like all right fucking krampus is coming for you because clearly santa coming for you just promotes all this uh commercialism and makes it really hard for parents that don't have enough money yeah you we get mary lloyd we just need to start scaring rapping, the shit so. out of our kids we just need to start scaring the shit out of our kids a little bit more or promoting mary soft. lloyd and mary lloyd would then have them rapping and then you would have more rappers there you go. Well, I think that is about it for our creepy Christmas people episode here. But we do we did receive a lovely email from Paul in Sheffield. Thank you so much for your email, Paul, and we are sorry that we have been assholes and have not <laughs> given you a shout out earlier. We're hoping that someday there in England, you guys can have your weed stores like we have here. And uh, I'm sure Joanna's going to keep her swearing up. I am definitely going to keep my swearing up. And I hope to visit England uh, someday when there's no COVID and I actually have money to do so. <laughs> and they have weed stores. And they have weed stores. But that is optional for me. I, I can I can go without <laughs> long enough to in, enjoy the beauty of uh England and the United Kingdom. Weed or no weed, I would love to go back. There but you thank go. you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you all for listening, actually. And we hope everyone had a lovely winter holiday, whatever winter holiday you may, in fact, celebrate. This will come out after the Christmas holiday and uh, after Boxing Day or... And all the other yeah, the day whatever after ones have already come. Day. Yeah, but merry merry everything. Yeah, happy, happy everything. And as usual, you can find uh, you can find us on social media wherever that we are at either Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. If you can't find us there, we're not there. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash stranger than podcast. For two dollars, you get ad-free regular episodes. For $5 a month, you get a, those two ad-free episodes and, a, and then a bonus true crime episode. Take a look at ageofradio.org. That is the podcast syndicate we are a part of. There are many, many podcasts there of all different kinds. So have a listen. It's 
a bunch of lovely folks doing lovely things there. And I think with that, we will talk to you next time. And stay strange. <laughs>